Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. From the minds that brought you the smash hit podcast Your Life The Mixtape and Headliners comes Your Life The Mixtape magazine, a free monthly digital magazine that focuses on music, culture, and social commentary on current news and events. Visit www.yourlifethemixtape.com to subscribe today. Hello there, I, I want to take a moment to talk to you about Dear Dean Magazine from Dear Dean Publishing, my favorite subscription only monthly digital magazine. It's got subscriber generated content about politics, pop culture, travel, family, pets, and poetry and wellness articles and features, contributor articles from nationally recognized journalists, writers, and artists, and provides opportunities for novice writers and authors and other contributors to share their voice, talents, and words. Did I mention that it's completely free? Dear Dean Magazine provides free advert space for small creators, authors, and podcasters, fulfilling its vision that some art should always be free. It's owned and operated by Myron J. Clifton and is designed and distributed by Katya J. Lerner at Buzzword Consulting. Visit deardean.com slash subscribe to get signed up. You're listening to Headliners, the podcast featuring the best and brightest of entertainment from all over the world. Now here's your host, Greg Howard Jr., Their new single, Dance Alone, is out right this very minute, and I highly recommend you check it out. Please welcome the absolutely incredible Hum to the show. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for being here and taking a little bit of time out of your day to talk to me for a minute. I really appreciate it. That's all right. Thank you for having us. <laughs> so tell me about the new single. Well, it's it's so good for it to be out. It's one of our favorite songs um, that we've written, and it was everyone else's favorite. So we figured it was about time we we put that one out. Um, and it yeah, seems absolutely. to have been received really really well. Everyone really likes it, which we're really happy with. Yeah, it's it's definitely been like a fan favorite. Every time we play a gig, um, even to audiences, well, to audiences we know they'll always sing along which is nice. And yeah. to audiences we don't know, they'll always come up and be like, so did you guys write that that last song? And we'll say, yeah. And they're like, it's, it's not a cover, you wrote it. And we'll be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we, we did that, that one. 
So on a scale of one to 10, how excited about life are you right now? <laughs> 10. <laughs> I'd say 10. Yeah. It, I mean, for us personally, it's good times. I mean, the yeah, the world isn't great right now, but like we're having a pretty good time with this single and how people have received it. So it's, it's quite good. Yeah. Fine. What do you think has been your career highlight thus far? Um, I don't know about you, Arthur, but for me, fourth limb, fourth limb sessions. Yeah, yeah, fourth limb <laughs> sessions for sure. Um, yeah, so we went to Liverpool. We we won a competition. Um, RT put us forward for it. We won a competition go to go to Fourth Limb Road, which is Paul McCartney's childhood home. And it's a National Trust-owned property. And um, we got to go there and uh, play there and write a song and then finish up writing that song and go back there and perform it. And it was really, really lovely. And we met Mike McCartney and he was incredible. He was so nice. And just everyone was lovely. We met some amazing people and we had the best time. And so that's lit- that must be our highlight. Yeah, it was such a crazy experience. They, they, we mm. got paid money for it as well. We yeah. got paid money to go up to Liverpool uh, to it's stay nice in like some really nice hotels, which is a very, very new experience for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then to go to Paul McCartney's childhood home and just get a free tour, a personal tour, and then get to just sit in his old bedroom and living room and start writing some songs. <laughs> it was absolutely crazy. That's really cool. What do you feel sets Hum apart from everybody else that's making music right now? Oh. That's I, a big question. Yeah. I feel like we sing about and talk about a lot of things that are relevant. A lot of things that have maybe been lost in as well. So, like, combining those two things. So, like... I'm talking about like traditional like folk type of singing, folk music types of writing songs, ballads and things like and things like that. And then um combining those with what like talking about the climate and talking about um relevant things happening right now, I think that's quite quite important and it's bringing back the protest song a little bit not in everything we do but in a lot of it and I think that sets us apart a little bit um from some people um and also yeah, for I think, sure go on Artie oh I was just agreeing with you you keep going oh, it's quite it's quite a unique combination I'd say um of instrumentation and the way that we um write and create music and we're just very lucky to have found each other liking the same music and wanting to make the same music and I think that's quite like our brains are kind of the same so we're both meeting in the middle and we're able to create something that we really really love that we can really put out into the world and that lots of people can relate to by accident (laughs) so I think that's what sets us apart a bit. Yeah, for sure. I think we do put a lot of emphasis on ourselves to do something different. 
I know yeah. every band will claim they have a, a wide variety of uh, influences and music genres, but it doesn't ever really feel that way. <laughs> and although because of our setup being like acoustic guitar and vocals and um, I mean, harmonium as well, which is a, a folk instrument, it's not a, traditionally an English folk instrument, it's Indian folk, but <laughs> but um, we still have a, a, a folk uh, outlet to our sound, but I think our other influences really, really do come in and we do want to make sure every song is different. Like yeah. if we've written one, one song, we really don't want to sound it to sound too similar to another song because we like to just see each song is just kind of like a, a different emotion to portray. And it's like, okay, like we, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want to just explore in different emotions. There's more than just happy and sad. There's confused, there's scared. And we do a lot of like tragic sounding songs, a lot of dramatic stuff. <laughs> So if you had to pick a hashtag that best describes you as a band, what would that hashtag be? <laughs> I, I probably something like something to do, something spooky related. It also might yeah. be Halloween. It's Halloween. Hashtag today. spooky. Hashtag <laughs> spooky vibes or something yeah, I, like I think <laughs> I yeah because like <laughs> lots of people can relate to spooky it's not terrifying but it's not settled you're not feeling settled <laughs> yeah hashtag unsettled <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah that would work yeah <laughs> i love that <laughs> What is the best advice that you've ever been given? Oh. Um, something that comes to mind, which I do think about a lot, is like um, you shouldn't, when performing live, you shouldn't ever sacrifice your sound. Like there shouldn't be really many, if any, excuses for it to not sound as good as it does when you've released the song, like online how it sounds produced like you should put in a lot of effort for the sound to just be yeah there shouldn't be any excuses and you shouldn't ever have to compromise when playing live and giving that performance that's that's something i think about a lot which i think was a nice bit of advice mine is um that's nice advice actually Artie. oh i need that advice um <laughs> mine is kind of if you're not enjoying it because this is meant to be what we love, right? So if I'm not enjoying it, I need to find that enjoyment again. Because just because it's my job doesn't mean I shouldn't love it. And I've been struggling with that for a while, being like trying to find the love in music again. Because it's hard when you're trying to when you're trying to get your music out to the world and there's a lot of like, hi, here's my song. It's okay if you don't like it. <laughs> Something that you've hmm. put like, so much time and energy and love into it's really really hard so mine is to just make sure that you continue to find the joy in your music and if people don't like it they don't like it because you that that's fine because you like it and if you like it then that's all that matters that's the advice <laughs> <laughs> 
who who is an artist that you most want to collaborate with? Oh, well, mine is Sam um, Lee. I mean, there's loads yeah. of people. Joni Mitchell, for one, but she's all the way over <laughs> America. So, um, Sam Lee, who's, who's from, he's like a, I think he's like Bristol based. He's based around London now, I guess, but he's like a nature based artist. He travels around finding, um, songs that um like traditional music and then he recreates it and like shares it with loads more people and he's an incredible musician and i'd love to collaborate with him one day he's a good (laughs) one yeah i think like it would be great to collaborate folk artists like richard thompson or something that would just be oh yeah mesmerizing but i feel like someone so good i don't know what I feel like I'll just be taken away from his performance. <laughs> um, oh. Or like, just like a crazy mind, like Andy Partridge from XCC. Someone like that uh, yeah. would just be a, a very interesting experience at the least. <laughs> and I'm sure I'd enjoy it. Yeah. I agree. What's your favorite time of day? Dusk. Dusk. I like it. Not golden hour. The little bit after golden hour where it's like really nearly getting dark that's my favorite time of day <laughs> that's a good time. um i feel like i do not have a favorite time of day i feel you like know. the time of well it changes throughout it's all seasonal because like a certain get, time of day is is different throughout the year isn't it um and i think it depends on how i've woken up if i've woken up early and i'm feeling good then i love the morning <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's- and if I've if I've woken up at like midday, <laughs> then <laughs> uh, I will just ad- ad- adapt myself to enjoying the nighttime because <laughs> I will have missed the morning anyway. And I would say that the nighttime is my favorite time of day. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just fair. like that there yeah. are different types of days, different different times throughout the day. It's nice. Yeah, that it changes. So what are three things that uh, you cannot live without? Hmm. Oh. Um, guitar. Well, would that, if I say guitar, does, does that involve music in general? Should I just say music as one thing? You can have separate. They can be separate, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll say, I'll say music. Uh... Uh, in terms of practical things, it would be my guitar I would need with me. Um, I need with me. <laughs> I, I need it. I'm dependent. <laughs> um, <laughs> what about you, Karis? Uh, I, that's really hard because obviously, well, food, shelter and water. Um, <laughs> and then past that, um, music having access to music all types of music um and the the ability to find new music and learn that's probably my number one number two would be my harmonium um because i would be nowhere without my little instrument (laughs) um and then number three money my- <laughs> <laughs> that's my number one that's, i changed mine to money 
<laughs> it goes it's, money, then music. <laughs> money, well, money does run the music industry. I hate to say it. But if I didn't have my instrument in the first place, then I wouldn't even need the money to go into the music industry. So probably that. And then probably just my friends, my friends, my family, the support. Um, Because if I didn't have the support from like a young age of me being like, I want to do music, then, you know, I I wouldn't be here. So and I wouldn't be lucky enough to have been able to study it for a long time. Um, so my lovely family for supporting me <laughs> and making sure I I could do what I wanted when I grew up because they didn't have that option and so they were like we want that for you so that's important to me. <laughs> that's much more nice than that. <laughs> but I agree. I definitely agree. Uh, friends and family. If you could start your career over from day one, would you do anything different? Interesting. That's hard because I feel like any differences we could have made five years ago, we can still make those differences today. I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything that we can't already do. Although we have been doing stuff for five years and we've definitely established a, uh, a fan base and we've established ourselves around at least within public. We're still flexible and kind of fresh enough and, you know, we've only released a few songs to make any of those changes. Yeah. I agree. There's nothing fundamentally I'd, I'd change, to be honest. I think with... With folk music, it's kind of you're gonna get there when you get there. We're not doing, we're not playing a genre that's like po- really popular right now. We are just playing a, a genre that's like kind of eternally kind of popular, if that makes sense. So it's it, there's threads that travel through and and it connects a lot of people and. It can be quite like an easy genre to listen to sometimes. It can be quite a hard genre to listen to sometimes. But for us, we want our music to be like accessible and and like truly what we want to put across. And I feel like we've 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 done that and I, I don't think I'd want to change anything. I just wanna keep keep going. <laughs> keep going where we're at and then just reach more people and collaborate with more people and then hopefully lots more people will like our music and start dancing around the room about mother nature like (laughs) us (laughs) what do you think is the weirdest word in the english language this is an arty question because he's smart Uh, (laughs) (laughs) weirdest word uh in terms of how it sounds um, the? <laughs> what? The? The? Yeah. Because in... it's like, it's not pronounced like at all how it's spelled. The? I just, I don't really like it as a word and I hate that it's, it has to be used in every single sentence. The? <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah, it's popular. <laughs> yeah, I just, <laughs> I have a lot against this word. 
The and like the most. Huh? Do you remember that time we did a gig and we were accidentally called the hum instead of hum? Oh yeah, on the tickets it was the hum. <laughs> the hum, love that. That's 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 why I hate this word. <laughs> I, still, <laughs> I think back to that gig where we were called the hum. The, I just don't like how it's said. The, the. It's if it was fee, fee. I would like it a little bit more. If it was pronounced as fee, but the, and I feel like there's no, there aren't many words where you make that noise because it's not, and it's not, it's the, and it's just. I feel like it should have its own letters of the alphabet. Anyway, that's that's my verdict. <laughs> that's hey, that's 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 solid, and the first time anybody's ever ever said that. So so well done. <laughs> Thank you. I just I was I was born for this question. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What's at the top of your professional bucket list? Like, what's the thing that if you do this, you could retire the next day and just just be good? <laughs> well, uh, I yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, go, go, go. Okay. Um, for me, <clears throat> I don't know if it would. I don't know if anything in the folk world would require me to retire the next day. I don't know if that's possible, but. <laughs> Um, I'd absolutely love to play Cambridge Folk Festival um, at some point, even if it was on a tiny stage. I don't care. I just I want to play one of those stages. But if one day I was able to play the main stage, I think that would be me. I'd be happy. I, I could die. I'd be happy. Um, but that kind of thing. Yeah. Cambridge Folk or the Folk Awards, playing at the Folk Awards. I don't need to win one. I don't mind. I don't even need to win one. I'd just love to be there. <laughs> love to be there and play a silly song. <laughs> yeah. That's my... I think just like being able to release albums, having like the facilities and, and the money and to be able to just release albums and pump out an album every year and a half or two years or so and have like a nice fan base who really care and will listen to every song and we'll try and pick up all the intricacies we've put in them and yeah. you know we'll research the lyrics and try and discover what we mean just something like that would would just be nice I, yeah I don't know it's hard because I would always want to make an album so I wouldn't ever want to retire I hope yeah. that'll be yeah because it's the it's the process of doing it that is enjoyable, not necessarily the the destination. It's the journey, not the destination. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Is there an artist whose uh, career path inspires you? Um, but for me, um, I know I mentioned Joni Mitchell before, but I I grew up like listening to her so I know quite a lot of her like discography and she did she was like in folk music and then and then she did some experimental stuff and she was really passionate about um jazz and combined the two and I've always always wanted to do that I've always loved that path 
I've always wanted to go from folk music into jazz and see how I could combine the two just just like she did because it just I really loved the sound that was created and um I just really thought that would be a lovely lovely thing to do um she also managed to have like lots of breaks along along the way in her career and lots of time to like just be not doing music for a little bit because I can I can see that the music industry is overwhelming and um it can be quite a lot at times so I think that kind of journey if if I was able to choose that would be a nice a nice one for me I'd like that that's nice I like it when artists do something very unexpected like I would like to do a Bob Dylan and just bring out an electric guitar when people really don't want it <laughs> or like <laughs> I would love to do that and I'd, I like there's lots of bands like uh, I think Wilco, one of them, or, or all bands who have had problems with their record label. And I think when Wilco released Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, like their label hated it. And so they had to raise money and release it by themselves and then they won a Grammy for it. And stuff like that is really, really inspiring. When you like know your album is so good that even when the record label says it's too ambivalent and ambiguous, like we we don't know what genre it is. And for you to just release it anyway and stuff like that is is nice to look up to yeah. and, and and i imagine having that hopefully really one day we'll have that kind of um, power other than other than your own music what is heavily played on your playlists right now <laughs> right now <laughs> well i um oh, what? so the band fizz um so that's like it's like a super group band um of dodi and ola gartland and a couple of other really good people i have literally been listening to their album on repeat it's incredible it's like going to a circus on a trip it's really it's really really good and I and like obviously we listen to like a, a wide range of music like people just assume I just listen to folk music like all the time I don't I don't know why that is but yes I listen to a lot of folk music but I listen to so much different music and this band is like my favorite at the moment and I've been listening to that album that came out literally on Friday on repeat it's it's so good if you have a chance to listen to it listen to it free plug free plug for I me. haven't listened to it it's so <laughs> okay good. i love I'll listen it. to it today it's so good <laughs> what about you um the, i mean the last like two years i've been listening to so much uh music from uh, across africa but recently it's really like the stuff around the sahara like places around like niger and mali uh so it's just like the most beautiful guitar music and there's artists like uh uh, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of these names, but there's Ngu Bagayoko. Uh, and like down south, there's some really good like uh, Zimbabwean musicians like uh, Stella Chueshe and Thomas Mapfumo. Uh, this stuff is just like so hypnotic, so hypnotic. And it's nice listening to music outside of the Western realm because like really makes you realize how much of, even though the Western music realm is brilliant and it's so big, but like it's not, it's not where the only 
best music of the world is coming out. Like across the world, there's just some amazing music coming out that is just as good as the Western music has mastered uh, a lot of a particular style of music, for sure. Yeah. Um, also, Randy Newman. <laughs> I love Randy Newman. I've just been listening. <laughs> listening to him non-stop he's he's just such a smart guy such a fun guy uh his music is so playful and creative very colorful but just mm. really smart i like him lots oh <laughs> what's a book that everyone should read oh i have this because i've just finished an incredible book Great question, um are you on the train <laughs> um sure. no um so so it's called rag and bone um it's by lisa woollett and it's all about it's it's called a a history of things we throw away and it's all about um mudlarking and like beach combing so like picking things up on the beach and like mudlarking is specifically on like rivers and riverbanks and um this this book is incredible it's got so much stuff in it and it tells you all about um how she like mudlarks down the thames and she basically follows the um path of her ancestors through london who lived around the thames and she talks all about their jobs and how in like victorian times and um how everything was recycled literally down to the dust from the fire everything was recycled and it's honestly incredible how we've gone from like from that to like companies installing obsolescence into um electronics so we have to buy again after 10 years and things like that like that was installed in things and it's it's there's so much in there it's honestly one of the best books i've ever read um and at the end of it it's well it's obviously a topic that i care about because it talks about as well as being like i found all these cool things on the beach it also talks about how they got there what this means about microplastics nanoplastics literally everything you need to know about climate change and why we are in this position and why people don't believe in climate change so to do with fuel companies it's very it's very complicated and very like everything relating to each other but she makes it really accessible and really interesting so it's not all doom and gloom it's it's incredible book and she also talks about the eels in the thames and how how they reproduce and stuff and it's a really interesting way and i'm gonna write a song about it i'm gonna write a song about the eels in the thames but yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's the book i recommend 100 (laughs) percent that's such a good answer i don't really have a good answer for this um i just read some historical books that aren't they're interesting, but I wouldn't say they're essential for everyone to read. But I think we should leave it at Karis's answer because that was <laughs> that was a very good answer. <laughs> oh. Thank you. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Tea. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's a tea on a gig day. It's coffee on a normal day because I work in a coffee shop, so it, it would be wrong if I didn't say coffee. It's it's the drink of gods but on a gig day and the drink i'm always drinking when i'm playing a gig is a tea so otherwise my hands will get shaky (laughs) (laughs) 
So if we were going on a trip right this very minute and uh, we got on an airplane, window or aisle seat? Window. Definitely yeah. window. Me and Artie would be fighting for the window seat, <laughs> <laughs> apparently. <laughs> if uh, you you had to pick a theme song to describe where your career is right now, what song would you pick? Uh, um... A theme song? Make the make way for Noddy theme song. Make way for Noddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. Make way for Noddy. 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 Shout Noddy. a big hooray. Oh my god, I hundred percent agree. I agree. Make way for hum. <laughs> make way for hum. Hum. hum it's on its way. <laughs> That's the best thing about it. I have nothing to talk about. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Who are five people you'd bring with you if you were stuck on a desert island? Do they have to be um, alive? No, any five people at all. Okay, I would definitely go for Ray Mears or Bear Grylls, but I feel like Ray Mears is more of an expert. Someone like uh, Sir Francis Drake <laughs> or <laughs> some, some good uh, explorers. I feel like you can't have too many leaders. I don't want any arguments in the group. I need some passive, smart people. Uh, I'm tempted to go to for Leonardo da Vinci. Nice. Um, someone who's really good. Hmm. Yeah, because Leonardo da Vinci would just build things. That would be very, very useful. Um, do they have to be real people, or can I go for like Aquaman? Yeah, you, they can be they can be made up people. Oh, I'd definitely go for Aquaman because uh, he can fish for us. <laughs> and then, and then, is there like a fireman, someone who can create fire for us? <laughs> um, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, I'm sure there's a fire superhero, uh, the Human Torch. That one. There you go. Yeah. Um. Is that five? I feel like that might be, yeah, just as long as I can, Aquaman can get the fish and then the human torch can cook the fish. Uh, and then Da Vinci and Ray Mears can build the shelter. Excellent. That's what I'd go for. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Oh, um, hopefully albums doing albums released a couple of albums maybe three i don't know yeah yeah um and just doing touring and hopefully yeah. supporting some fun people yeah um, Best probably... thing i'd love to... go on oh sorry no you go you finish probably living in like bristol or london or somewhere I don't know. Maybe even <laughs> like having a nice, a nice little studio or something at home. Nice times. I like that. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, just like collaborating and working with, featuring on different albums, albums across the world would be nice. Um, 
yeah, mm. releasing music, writing writing music for other people. I'd love to be writing. I'd love to be someone that people just ask for songs and I can just write them a song and give them a song. You know, be it other artists or like a, the upcoming Disney Pixar movie or something. <laughs> oh, I'd like to have written a musical. Actually, I really, I really want oh. to write a musical. Um, I just, I've always been what a musical kid. <laughs> One of those musicals, a theatre kid. Um, and I'd really like to write one because we worked with a theatre company, um, to do a music for them, and we're going to do it again, actually. But I'd really like to do that and write an actual musical from scratch because I think that would be really fun. That sounds cool. I like that. <laughs> so I uh, tell the folks listening at home and all over the world where they can get their hands on your music. Well, they can find us on everything, everywhere. So Spotify, Deezer, iTunes, Apple Music, all that. Um, we're called Hum on those with two M's. And then on social media and everywhere else, we're called Hum the Band, still with two M's, but Hum the Band instead. Because Hum was taken. How sad is that? That's terrible. That's I hate them. that. <laughs> I know. It's annoying. <laughs> well, I thank you both for uh, taking a little bit of time out of your day to uh, talk to me about you and talk to me about your music. I have I have enjoyed this immensely. <laughs> thank you thank you so much yeah us too thank you so much <laughs> thanks for listening to headliners we'll be back next week with an all-new episode headliners is a your life the mixtape media llc production in association with rod wharton productions all rights and trademarks reserved 